You're listening to Pistons in Prosecco, a podcast dedicated to showcasing awesome wedding vendors and providing a behind-the-scenes look at the wedding industry. I'm your host, Bryce Bjornsson, owner of Jack's 47 Mobile Bar. We create a better experience for your guests by serving delicious drinks on draft with style. Today, we have James Coates with Coates Classic Cars and Oak Hill Farm. James, thanks for joining us. I appreciate you coming on. Um, let's go ahead and start with your favorite uh, beverage at the moment. Oh, hi, Bryce. Great to see you. I, uh, I like all the classics. You would probably not expect that. I mean, that would make perfect sense with the businesses that we're in, classic cars and a historic <laughs> farm. But I, I mean, I go in for all the classics, a good martini or an or a, uh, original martini-style margarita or an old-fashioned. But I'd, I'd have to say that probably my, my canary in a coal mine, if you will, is a good Manhattan. I, I like to a good Manhattan now and then. Me too. That's my winter drink, personally. The Manhattan. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, James, we're talking about two different companies today. We have the Coast Classic Car Rentals, and we have Oak Hill Farm, which is a wedding venue. Uh, you started Coast Classic Cars decades ago, right? Which is amazing. I did. I did. You know, I remember when I was, uh, wasn't that, I mean, I'm not that old. I'm 37, but I started doing this with the vintage cars when I was 17 years old. I, the first wedding I ever did was the day before my 18th birthday. And uh, with that company, we provide vintage cars for weddings and events, photo shoots, TV and film across the Southeast. We actually have collections of vintage cars that we either own or pull from uh, through lease arrangement in Alabama, Mississippi, and the Carolinas. Uh, we, can go, we have trucks and trailers, and we can go pretty much anywhere from that. The farm, uh, I have uh, my family, my dad and brother and I have, have been involved in that, and we've been there since 2002, so we've actually had it for 18 years. And it is a working horse farm. We, are, we raise horses, we cut horse quality hay that we sell to uh, retail to horse enthusiasts and, and, and whatnot. And uh, we did, however, we didn't start doing weddings there until uh, just a couple of three years ago. I, the, the years in the car business uh, kind of what is what begat doing uh, the idea of doing weddings at the farm as a venue. Uh, and of course, we had the experience from, uh, from being in it for, for many years, other side of it. And I like to tell folks, it's like, you know, in the car business, I've, I've you know, when you get the bride and groom in the back of the car at the end of the evening, it's the first time that they've had during that day to have an opportunity to be alone, quote unquote. The driver, the chauffeur doesn't exist in their, in their mind. And uh, we tend to hear everything that goes right and everything that goes wrong. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I kind of tried to you put that knowledge to work to say, okay, look, if we were going to do a venue, this is what we want to do because this is what we've heard over the years that what, what works and what doesn't. Uh, but uh, we've had a lot of fun with both of them. They're both, they're both, you know, united in as much as their historic businesses. The farm has been a working farm since 1849. Mm. Uh, of course, the vintage cars, we have stuff that all goes all the way back to the 1920s. So I'm a historian by education. So that's kind of the common thread between the two businesses. Uh, but it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. We meet a lot of interesting people. So I love the classic car business, obviously, you know, I have a similar, <laughs> similar, uh, vibe right with our classic trucks and Ayers i'm wondering <laughs> i'm wondering do you bring them in as uh in the beginning as a prop and they're taking pictures before the wedding and then it's their getaway car or is it only their getaway car how does that all work it could be either or or both uh, 
we a couple of years ago went to primarily flat rate pricing for the cars because we prefer to only accept one wedding per car per day. Uh, we don't want to show up at your wedding with someone else's confetti, perfume, footprint, <laughs> the smell of their to-go food, or any of that. So we, to simplify things and to make our service a little bit more exclusive and a little more tailored, we say, you know, look, this is the price for the car. You're welcome to have it for up to six hours on site and up to two complimentary rides. So a lot of times we're taking folks from the ceremony to the reception, having the car on display during the reception for the guests to admire, enjoy, take pictures with, uh, and of course the bride and groom to take, to, to take pictures with, and then the, you know, do the getaway at the end of the evening to wherever that might be. But what we really are, you know, I tell folks, uh, we're not a limousine service. We're not a transportation company. We're a canvas for the photographer. Mm-hmm. We're a part of the reception decor for the guests to admire and enjoy and, and quote, you know, be, gel- be envious of. Yeah. Uh, and we're the last memory that you're going to leave for the wedding guests as you depart at the end of the evening. Mm-hmm. You know, I have that come up to us. Uh, I had a fo- someone come up to me in a Mexican restaurant not long ago and said, you drove my friend's wedding. It's like, Okay, and of course I didn't recognize the guy because we do you know two hundred weddings a year. But I was polite to him. It's like, and I asked him. I said, you know what? Where was the wedding? When was it? And he didn't remember any of those details. He remembered. He said they left in a in a white fifties jacket. Mm-hmm. Okay, well he he doesn't remember where it was. He doesn't remember when it was. He certainly doesn't remember what he had to eat. He'll remember whether or not it was good. Yeah. Uh, but he won't remember what it was. He'll remember that he had a good time and he'll remember that they left in a white fifties Jaguar because it was the last thing that he saw that evening. Yes. Uh, and he probably had a few of your cocktails in the process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might've helped the memory, but you know, we have a lot of fun with it and then it gives the, the couple the opportunity to do something unique. Uh, we got all sorts of different vintage cars from Rolls Royces to rusty pickup trucks and everything in between. So we try to have stuff that fits your particular style. About how many vehicles do you have in the fleet? We're running 28 right now, and we've got another probably 10 cars that are in various stages of restoration uh, that we'll, they'll eventually come online if I live long enough and don't run out of money first. <laughs> uh, but uh, we, our biggest collection is our home office in Birmingham, which is where we started doing this back in, you know, I started doing the first wedding back in uh, 2000, 2000, 2001, something like that. Uh, but uh, we're in Jackson, Mississippi, and then we're in Marion, North Carolina, where Oak Hill Farm is, just east of Asheville. Uh, and we've got uh, got a few there as well. So, and then, then we do all of our uh, our restoration and maintenance work out of our home office in Birmingham, which is what we've been doing for the past few weeks here, while we've been slow for obvious reasons. But uh, yeah. everything in that in that variety, like I said, I, I got a, everything from a from rusty pickup trucks to a New York checker taxi cab to convertibles to Rolls Royces and Jags. Nice, I love the variety. I've I've seen the, I believe I've seen the. 1920 Jaguar. Is that what you said you have? It's a, so we have a 1929 Hudson. Hudson, uh, okay. This car, and then our Jag is a 59. Uh, and I think that's the one that was at uh, Oak Hill when you, were, when you were last there that we did that event. Yeah, yeah. No, those are That's great. actually our most requested wedding car. It's white, so of course it's popular with weddings. And uh, it just has that, that, that English car, you know, 50s English car look with the flowy fenders and, and all that stuff. Yeah, it's got a it's got a luxurious look to it, doesn't it? I love that one. Yes. Yeah. So James, what it encouraged you to start the business in the first place? I mean, did you just have a one car and you're like, I want to rent it out and 
Yeah. You know, I had a friend uh, that I went to high school with whose dad did this a little bit in Model A Fords. And he's actually, he never did it necessarily as a full-time thing. He, mm -hmm. he was an electrician that had a couple of Model A Fords that did it on the weekends. And he asked me to drive for him uh, from time to time when, you know, he might've had a wedding and not been able to cover it himself. And I knew a little bit about old cars. My first car was a 65 Plymouth Sport Fury uh, two-door hardtop, which I still have. Nice. Uh, and I moved there into the uh, the 29 Hudson that we it's kind of the car that built the wedding business that we still have um, and so I knew you know how to drive pre-war cars and whatnot I, I had a, a mentor growing up that fooled with pre-war cars and kind of taught me how to drive them and operate them and double clutch and all that sort of thing so I started fooling with Model A's a little bit with him and uh, and drove a couple for him and actually the first wedding that I did uh, was a wedding that he referred to me uh, it wasn't in his car. It was in another gentleman's car, Model A, that I had done some work on. And it uh, it just started to happen as, you know, onesies and twosies here and there. And I had a couple of old cars uh, of my own. And people, you know, got wind of, hey, you know, you've got this, this antique car. Will you drive our wedding? Mm -hmm. Well, sure. Why not? Sounds like fun. So I started doing it on my own. And then... Um, I, uh, I actually partnered up with another gentleman who was also doing it as a hobby and the, and the two of us did it together for years and it eventually went our separate ways. But I went on into doing it as a full-time business in about 2000. It, to, to be actually, we, to, to back up, we had, a, uh, we had a restoration shop in downtown Birmingham for a time uh, that kind of supported this. That was what I was doing, you know, straight out of, straight out of school. Mm -hmm. It, it as this the wedding business developed more, it got to turning into where the the wedding business got bigger than the restoration shop business. So in about 2006, we closed the restoration shop to focus on the the limousine side of it. Uh, it flipped the equation flipped upside down. So we still have all the tools and equipment and whatnot, but if they're just in our own facility now to maintain our own fleet instead of doing it for retail customers, um, so that we can focus on the, on on that. But you know, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's, uh, it, it's like being a rolling museum. And it, I tell folks that uh, when we do stuff, the, the stuff that we do with vintage cars, it's, uh, it makes the time that we do all of our own maintenance, of course, in-house. In and it makes the time, when you go out and you get, make somebody's day and you get 100 photos taken of the car and the guests love it and all that, it makes the time that I spend lying on the ground with oil in my hair a lot more rewarding. <laughs> Agreed. I have the same issue. I'm working on the uh, rear axle on my... 47 the blue one there you go and i'm like you know it's all gonna be worth it because we have a wedding coming up here um and so i want to get it all ready for that but it's kind of fun to tinker with these things but again it's a it can be a challenge um i, oh, yeah. I have to send a check to some guy in idaho to get the you know the axle i need um because he doesn't use you know the internet <laughs> oh, right right i always love that and it's like where do you find parks it's like under rocks yep yep <laughs> little old men that have them stowed in the garage somewhere. Uh, you know, some of our social media and internet's changed that in eBay. And yeah. that's, that's gotten to where you can find some things. But no, I just did a similar thing. I've got the axles. Actually, just put them back in last night uh, in the 52 Buick. So I feel your pain. I yeah. uh, had to do axle seals on that one uh, last week. And it's like, hey, God, that's a that's a nasty job. Smells of 90 weight gear oil and exactly ground under there. You're going to ruin everything you've got on. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that your uh, biggest challenge in the business is taking care of the vehicles or do you have another 
uh, challenge. Our biggest challenge in both businesses is just the amount of moving parts. Uh, you know, we, when we're talking about the car business, it's 28 vintage cars in three states that comp, there's always, and then plus there's, like I said, eight or 10 other restoration projects that we have going on. There's always something to be done. And it's really, it, it, sometimes it's difficult to see the forest for the trees. Yeah. You know, I walk out in my shop and like the, the axles on the 52 Buick yesterday, for instance, I can look at that and see that I, that I accomplished something. But then I look around the shop and I see five other cars that are sitting there in various stages of restoration that I haven't touched in two weeks because I've been too busy working on the cars that we already have that make money. It's really easy to get overwhelmed and to lose focus on what you need to do today because of all the moving parts that are involved. And, and we shift cars around to our various collections based on seasonal demand. So we're all the time trailering cars back and forth. And there's a lot of moving parts associated with that. There's a lot of moving parts associated with the fact that we do, you know, a couple of hundred weddings a year. And then the farm is the same way. We have a 267 acre working farm with eight tractors and 11 buildings and eight or nine horses on the property at a time and cut 90 acres of hay and so on and so on and so on. It's just the scale of the operation uh, can become overwhelming. Fortunately, I've got great people that help out uh, in both businesses and I can delegate and say, okay, this is your piece of the pie. But then you got to come back and make sure it gets done or they need help or they're missing a part or they're, you know, they need this, that, and the other to make their job work. Uh, but it's, it, it's really easy to get overwhelmed at times. And sometimes you just have to step back and say, okay, look, we accomplished something today. We need to focus on what we accomplished today and not the fact that we have 13 other things that are staring us in the face. Yeah. If you focus on the 13 other things, it's really easy to get burnt out and discouraged. Exactly. I've been dealing with that. And I try to take baby steps in all my projects to just to keep my morale up. Right. right. So instead of looking at everything like my to do, when I look at my to do list, that's when it's tough. But if I just, you know, go improve at least one or two things every day, then I feel like I'm making some traction and eventually I'll have a more solid, you know, uh, fleet or mobile bar setup or right. whatever it may be our to-do list in our shop is a four foot by eight foot marker board that's written on in half inch tall letters with a dry erase marker and it's a, we have a big ship's bell hanging up in the shop and when you cross something off the list you get to ring the bell so oh, great hey that's <laughs> there's a there's a pavlovian sensory reaction that happens when you get to ring the bell it's like i actually did something today yeah, yeah, I dig that. I need a bell in here because I'm doing stuff all the time. There um, you go. So what does it look like to work with Coates Classic Cars? Do they inquire for a date and then you send out your availability or how does, how does that work? That's exactly what happens. You know, what we do, we know that wedding planning, I'll, I, in addition to these two businesses, I serve as president of our state wedding and event association in Alabama called Alweb. I split time between uh, Alabama and North Carolina, which, you know, I'm originally from North Carolina. We have a farm there, but the headquarters for the limousine business is in Birmingham. And I, I know, you know, from kind of being in the industry and knowing what's involved in wedding planning and, and seeing it from now two different perspectives from running two different types of, of vendor businesses, the amount of work that goes into planning a wedding properly and getting all the, the T's crossed and the I's dotted 
And because of that, we made a, a conscious decision a few years back to try to make reserving uh, Coates Classic cars in particular as streamlined and easy as it can possibly be. We want you to be able to check something off of your list and not have to worry about it. The venue Oak Hill is a little more intensive because you know, a venue, you got more moving parts and more, more options and selecting things and whatnot. But the car business, generally someone will email us off of our website or call us and <clears throat> it'll be one of two things. They'll either be interested in a particular car for a particular date, or they'll just say, hey, we wanna get married on July 26th. What do you have available for that date? Can you send us availability? Mm -hmm. uh, we'll send back a, an email with everything we have, with hyperlinks to the photos of the cars, with the prices for each. And then, you know, generally after a couple of days, you know, maybe the, the couple, one needs to talk to the other, or they need to talk to parents or whatnot, or figure out which exactly, you know, which one they want exactly. They'll shoot us an email back or give us a call back and say, hey, we want to book Caroline, you know, the 59, their cars all have names. So Caroline, for instance, for, you know, July 26th. And then uh, we send out a square invoice or a PayPal invoice where they can pay a half down deposit to reserve. And then we don't even need to talk to you. You call, you want to call us and chat. That's great. We're happy to do it. But we don't even need to hear from you until two weeks before the wedding when we'll do the remaining half. Uh, mm -hmm we have all the details and times and, and the hotel location at the end of the evening and all that nailed down. And in the meantime, we want you to have to, to work. We want you to be able to work on everything associated with the wedding. That's not the car. You know, you don't have to worry about the car. The car's handled. You've got a contract, uh, which we send out through Adobe sign. So there's no paper that has to be exchanged. There's no checks in the mail. There's no, well, do you have to come out and look at a car and pick a car? No, what you really, buying is what the car looks like in a photograph anyway. And we try to have, because that's what you're going to have at the end of the day, right? It's photographs and memories. And that's, that applies to most of what the wedding business is. Um, so we try to keep, you know, the photographs up to date on our website and whatnot. And 99% and of the folks who book us is like, oh, we'd love to have this car for our wedding date. And in 15 minutes, we can get that off of your list. We can take care of it. And it's one less thing to worry about. Mm -hmm. uh, the arm is similar. I mean, you, Folks, uh, you know, almost always will come out and do a site visit uh, with us there rather than, you know, booking by phone like they do in the car business. But uh, with that, you know, we very rarely have someone come out for a site visit that doesn't leave with a contract. You know, they come out, they fall in love with a place, and then that's off your list for a while uh, until we get closer to the wedding and we need to pick out colors of linens and that sort of thing. So we try to make both as easy as we possibly can. Mm. And yeah, I agree. I'm all digital and people sign and pay and do everything online. So I like streamlining that process it just makes it easier for everyone. The to remember a lot of folks are, are shopping from work, you know, they may have a few minutes downtime at, at, at work that they can shoot off a quick email and say, what's your car availability for so-and-so date. Yeah. And because of that, we try to be respectful of their time. Yeah. Well, since we're talking about couples, I would love to know if you have any advice for couples out there getting married in regards to anything from your, you know, you have 20 plus years experience, right? So we, my biggest advice is hire a professional and I advise, I'm not a wedding planner. We're not wedding planners. We don't do planning at Oak Hill. We will do the venue coordination side of it as far as, you know, the times for your vendors to load in and we can make yeah. suggestions recommendations for for vendors but we do not do 
full service, all inclusive stuff at the venue. We're the venue, the tables, chairs, and linens, and that's it. Yeah. And one of the reasons why is we don't want to get in other people's sandboxes. We want them to feel like they can come to Oak Hill and ply their craft and have a, have a sandbox that they can, that they can work in. And I just, if there's anything that I've seen over the years, like I said earlier, it, when a couple gets in the back of one of the vintage cars, that we tend to hear what went right and what went wrong, whether we want to or not. Actually, working on an article right now: ten wedding tips from the chauffeurs who hear or who hear everything. Uh, <laughs> I love that for, for a blog post. Yeah. And they, the ones that people don't seem to understand that there is usually something that, and I almost want to use the term "always." I don't like the term "always," but let's go with "usually" at the very minimum. There's usually something that goes wrong with every wedding or event even if it's minuscule even if it's so and so forgot their socks it's all the way up to the food didn't show up or mm -hmm. anything in between a wedding professional's job is to make that as transparent to the guests and hopefully the couple as they possibly can something and i tell folks when they call the book is it's like something goes wrong at every wedding that we do the wedding planner or event coordinator's job is to make sure that you don't know about it and neither are guests. Yep. You know, they have a contingency plan for whatever it is. And sometimes, of course, you're going to have to know about it, but you get the point. I mean, people are like, well, I don't have a wedding coordinator. I can get so-and-so that got married last year that's one of my bridesmaids to help me hire vendors. It's like, no, so-and-so that's one of your bridesmaids wants to enjoy your wedding on your wedding day and not worry about working. Uh, So-and-so that's your friend, your family member that has a vintage car wants to come to your wedding and have one of Bryce's cocktails and not worry about having to stay sober to drive you off at the end of the evening. Yeah. So that's my, I mean, my advice is let it costs more. Guess what? It, you know, we hope that you're only going to do this once and we're going to try to make it, you know, to where you only have to do this once. <laughs> and if you're going to do it once, let's do it right. Uh, it's going to cost a little more. We might have to borrow a little money or we might have to get, get some out from under the mattress or whatever, but we're going to make this thing go down and make it unforgettable and make it go correctly. And the way to do that is to get a professional uh, wherever you need a professional. I agree. I didn't really understand the what a wedding planner or coordinator did until I went to a wedding without one. Right. So right. I've, I'm, a, I'm a big champion of, of coordinators and planners because it's a, you know, it's, it's not often that you throw a, a catered party for your 100 closest friends and family members. Right. I mean, that's not Absolutely. a normal thing to do. And I think some people think, oh, well, it's, it's not that, it's, 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 it's not rocket science, but there's a lot of logistics that go into a wedding. And professionals right. know how to make the logistics right. work. And there's from a vendor side of it, there's another, there's a little another aspect. And that's that like Coach Classic Cars, for instance, we give discounts to couples who use one of our preferred uh, vendors, for instance, mm -hmm. the wedding or event coordinators in particular. Yeah. And the wedding planners and event coordinators pretty much universally pass that discount along to their clients. Yeah. And the reason we do it is because we know if there's, you know, one of our preferred planners or coordinators on this event, it's going to go according to plan. Yeah. And what, you know, what can happen, and you've probably seen it in your business as well, is if there's not one, and let's say, for instance, we're doing a getaway, on, getaway car only type thing, and the family tells us to be there at, 
you know, there's no wedding planner, there's no coordinator. The family says, have the car, can you have the get the couple's gonna leave at 10 p.m. Can you have the car there at nine? Absolutely. Well, then we've had many, many cases over the years where 8.30, we get a phone call, hey, they're ready to leave, can you get the car here? So we're rushing to get there and we get there and half the guests or two thirds of the guests or three quarters of the guests are already gone because if the, the, the whole process has you know, gone faster than they, because they didn't have a timeline, they didn't have a coordinator. Yeah. Well, we get there and there's 50 wedding guests standing around wondering why the getaway car's late. Yeah. And that's not the case at all. The getaway car is an hour early, but because it wasn't, the timeline wasn't, there wasn't a timeline or the timeline wasn't prepared that reflects badly on us. So, you know, we give discounts when we know we're working with someone where that, you know, that we know that's not going to happen. Uh, and people ask us all the time, vendors ask us all the time, wedding planners and whatnot. It's like, how do we get on your preferred vendor list? Work with us and do a good job. If you're, if you, yep. if you work with us and you do a good job, you're going to get an email from me of the next week and say, Hey, I want to get you on our preferred vendor list. Can you send me what contact information that you'd like to be listed? Because we want to help you really? just like, you guys help us. It reflects better on us. It reflects better on the venue. It reflects better on the, the entire uh, client experience. Exactly. And what I, I had an epiphany and, and it wasn't anything crazy, but I think it was this morning. I thought, you know, weddings are so unique in the fact that you're doing an event with 10 plus vendors, right? 10 plus right. different companies having to work together to create an experience in a moment for people. So that, that's not something you see in almost any other industry, right? When someone's providing a service, it's, it's, it's just them, right? A restaurant, right. it's just the restaurant serving you food. <laughs> but when you're at a wedding, you have a DJ who's contracted, you have a, you know, the, the classic car rental, you have the caterer, the photographer, and they're all separate businesses and they're coming together. So uh, I think that's why the coordination is so important and hiring a professional is so important. So I love that you brought that up. That seems to be a consistent pattern in my conversations with other wedding professionals. Right. So James, you live, you split your time between Birmingham and Marion. Right. Uh, tell us a little more about what you love about those different places and, you know, kind of why, why you go to each, <laughs> like what draws you to Birmingham and what draws you to Marion? You know, this all started uh, in 1990. My parents divorced and my mom moved to Birmingham and my dad stayed in North Carolina and I always kind of split time between them. And even though uh, mom is now in, in South Alabama, four hours south of Birmingham, and my dad is still in North Carolina, uh, I've stayed in Birmingham, you know, I've continued to split time between Birmingham and Western North Carolina. And I think it's a good balance. Uh, Birmingham is a big enough town that it's a food town. We have a great restaurant scene. Uh, we have uh, the arts, we have the symphony, the ballet, we have two prehistoric uh, theaters that are, you know, similar to like the Fox theater in Atlanta, just on a slightly smaller scale, uh, the Alabama and Lyric theaters, which I do a little bit of volunteering with here in Birmingham. We have scenes like that, where you can actually, we have good shows that come to town, good concerts that come to town. It's big enough to have that sort of thing, but it's not like, Atlanta or Charlotte or, uh, you know, one of the bigger, you know, bigger, bigger cities where you're constantly inundated with traffic and you got to drive 45 minutes across town to get X, Y, yeah. Z. It's a good size. Um, and it's a, it's a, and I, I tell folks, you know, we, we do a lot of weddings here in Birmingham Metro and I tell folks, 
that uh, that even though it's a pretty good sized town, I think you know things around a million people in the MSA, uh, they're not on top of one another. It's a it's a fairly spread out metro area, mm-hmm. and uh, it has a small town feel about it. You know, you you get to moving in in certain circles, and every, people start familiar names start to come out. So do you know so and so? Yeah, I know so and so. It's like in a in a metro area with a million people that wouldn't happen but it does uh, so that's that's a great balance here and then in marion i mean we're 35 miles from Asheville, we're 100 miles from charlotte uh we're basically situated on interstate 40 halfway between Asheville and hickory so i can be in hickory i can be in Asheville, i can run down the road to greenville spartanburg south carolina uh, i can run down the road to Asheville. it's kind of a good central location for what we do far as the wedding cars and it's it's a fantastic small town we got about 45,000 people in the county uh there in McDowell County and it's definitely a small town feel but you're right there in the foothills it's a you know it's a beautiful scenic area uh it's a great place to raise kids you know we have three or four street festivals in downtown Marion uh that happen every year and uh, that's always a good time and it's a it's a great place you know, for vacation property, it's a great place to come and get married. Uh, but you're not out in the middle of absolute nowhere. You know, you're, you know, you're, you're in a small town, you're in a small county, you're in a rural area. I mean, my closest neighbor to me is you know, a mile away. But in, you know, in half an hour, I can be in Asheville to, for dinner if I want. Or in a, a little less than an hour, I can be in Greenville for, to do whatever. Or yeah. I can be, you know, in Charlotte in an hour and a half. Um, it's it's a good spot to be now it does uh when you're there and you don't want to drive 30 minutes you do get tired of eating at the same eight or nine restaurants over and over uh and that's where it's like all right i gotta go back to birmingham for a week yeah. <laughs> something to eat i gotta check i gotta check on my and whatnot yeah. but i think between the two uh i i've i've been blessed to be able to enjoy the balance of a bigger city uh versus small town uh, in what I do, but I would have absolutely no problem uh, whatsoever with living either or either or full time. They just they both have enough merits in their own right to warrant that. Well, I have I haven't spent any time down in Birmingham, so I'm going to check it out at some point. I'm down. Yeah, yeah, it sounds cool. We've got a good brewery scene here now. There are about four or five breweries running around, and one of them, Good People, has actually got a vintage pickup truck. I think it's a 53 Chevrolet that's uh, similar to yours. They just do it on site. They don't do mobile nice. or any of that. Oh, they use it as a mobile bar on, at the brewery. Yep, and, cool. uh, and a few folks. In fact, uh, Cahaba Brewing uh, the uh, is one of our brewers here, and, the, and one of the guys – there is one of the owners uh we just got a a 1971 jeep wagoneer from him it was nice. uh, it's going to go in the wedding fleet and they're actually going to use it some for their promotion as well so we've got a cahaba brewing thing on the back of it but it's uh, it's turned into a good a good food town a good a good beer town and a good cocktail town so you have to get down and check it out sometime yeah yeah i will i love that so i you said you have a blog post you're working on the uh the 10 10 wedding tips from the chauffeurs who hear everything yes so this kind of relates to my title and say nothing (laughs) 10 wedding tips from the chauffeurs who hear everything parentheses and say nothing repeat nothing well i was (laughs) going to ask you if you have any crazy wedding stories that you want to share with us oh goodness uh you know we you would expect us to have more than we have Uh 
as many, I, I personally drive probably 45 weddings a year. We do about 200 as a company and then we don't do another, we don't do a ton of weddings at Oak Hill Farm because I have another full-time business with Coach Classic Cars, but we do a dozen or so up there and you would expect us to have more than we have, but we have a few. Um, I think one of my favorite ones is uh, the car I was just talking about doing the axles in, uh, Jack, the 52 Buick. Uh, I bought that car. So the world's largest car show happens in Hershey, Pennsylvania, the first week of October every year. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, 250,000 people, 9,000 flea market spaces. Uh, they, they invade Hershey park area for five days, basically. And it, it, for the antique car enthusiasts, it's Mecca. And there's, there's really nothing else like it. And we go up there not every year, but more often than not, either me or, or somebody that works for me will go up there because we don't like to go to, not just to see the cars, but to, it's a huge swap meet to buy parts. Yeah. Well, we were up there 2011, October 2011, and uh, I found that the 52 Buick that I was just talking about for sale in the car corral. And I'd always liked those. It has that, you know, the big toothy grill and the mm -hmm. black, and it has all the chrome and stainless on it. It just, it just looks like vintage Americana. And uh, it was for sale. It was actually for sale for a broker selling it for the family of the original owner who'd passed away. And it had a real good price on it. It was the last day of the show and it hadn't sold for whatever reason. And I had Brett, a good friend of mine who works for me and here in the restoration shop with me. And we ended up buying the thing. And it was the last day of the show. So all the auto shippers had gone home and it was like, how are we going to get this thing home? Well, we take it home. Ended up driving it 930 miles home to Birmingham, which was a which was a fantastic trip. We did it over three days. It was beautiful weather in, in early October. It was 70 degrees, and you're driving down Interstate 81. Um, got that thing back, and I didn't know if it would rent or not. I just always liked the car, and we didn't have anything like that. At that time, we didn't have any 50s American cars in the fleet. We had Rolls Royces and Jags and things like that mainly, uh, and a few pre-war cars. So I was like, well, okay, we'll put it on the website and see what it is. So we throw it up on the website and to much to my surprise, the following weekend after we got back to Pennsylvania, it rented for a wedding and it rented for a wedding at a fairly nice wedding venue that, uh, that we did a lot of business at at the time here up in the Birmingham area. And I rearranged my schedule because I wanted to be able to drive it personally to see what the crowd's reaction would be. And I, I took it over there and we were doing a getaway only. So I got there at like nine o'clock for a 10 PM departure. And, uh, I had the car parked under a pork share and, and I'm standing over leaned up against the wall and, uh, with my arms crossed trying to see, you know, what people were saying about the car as they walked out, you know, to leave or whatever. And it's like, wow, this is things getting a pretty positive response. People really like this. Well, at, at some point, this probably 80 year old lady comes out and she's got the blue rinse hair and one of those canes that has the square bottom with the four feet and she's trudging along and she's got her probably 60 year old son has got her by the, by the arm and then take a grandma to the car. Grandma's feet hurt. She got to go home. So she's not staying for the, for the departure. She's going on to the house. Well, she gets about 20 feet from the, the 52 Buick and, looks at it and she pulls her glasses, which is, tri you know, rose colored trifocals down on her nose. And she looks at the car and she turns and she starts looking around and she spots me over in the corner and she grins. She says, is that a Buick? 
And I kind of straighten myself up and dust myself off and whatnot. And it's like, well, yes, ma'am, it is. And she goes and looks back in the car and she says, about a 51 or a 52. And I said, well, yes, ma'am, it's a, it's a 52. She's, you know, says, my late husband had one of those. And I'm, you know, I, at this point, I start kind of walking over towards her in the car and whatnot, because there's going to be a conversation. And I get there and I kind of stop short. And she, you know, all of a sudden you, you can tell she gets real nostalgic and she gets this grin on her face. And she says, you know, I lost my virginity in a car just like that. <laughs> Died. I'm over. I'm done. I, I, I can't contain myself anymore. And then the six-year-old who I later find out was his was the son, mother. You know, <laughs> he's completely embarrassed by the whole thing. So he starts dragging her to the car, you know, by, by her arm, and she turns around and looks at me and just grins from ear to ear. That is great. Oh my that's, gosh. That's not strictly a wedding <laughs> story, but probably my favorite old car story. Yes. And it's really an embodiment of of what that car represents. I mean, I didn't know it at the time. It was his first wedding, but ever since we've had the thing in the fleet nine years now and er everywhere we take it, it's like, it, it's okay. It's not a fifties Rolls Royce. Like nobody had a fifties Rolls Royce back in the day. Right. Yeah. Everybody had a 52 Buick or Chevrolet or Pontiac or what. So we take it to a wedding and it's like every, everywhere we go, I don't get a story like that necessarily, but I get, <laughs> My grandmother had one of those, or our neighbor yes. had one of those, or our our pastor had one of those. We remember that car from back in the day, and it, it's a very friendly, very relatable car. And that because you know because it's it's a it's vintage Americana, yeah. um, and I mean that's probably one of 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 many stories that I've had over the years. I, we don't have as many as you would think because we tend to do you know like horror people think Bridezilla is horror stories, anything like that. I mean now and then. But most of our clients are, are really good people. And by the time they get in the car at the end of the evening, they're sufficiently worn out that they're not going to cause a whole lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't get a lot of, a lot of craziness, but the, I lost my virginity in a car just like that is probably my favorite of all time. That's great. I love it. Oh man. Well, on that note, um, I think I want to wrap up on a high note. That's great. <laughs> James, is there anything else you want to share with us about either the businesses or anything in works for the future? Check out both of our websites, ridebackintime.com uh, for Coach Classic Cars. And again, we operate across the Southeast with that. Yeah. And then uh, Oak Hill Farm NC, NC is in North Carolina, uh, Oak Hill um, for, the, uh, for, for, for the farm. You can check out the photos that we have on there, a little bit about what we do. We welcome guests. Uh, like I said, I split time between Birmingham and Marion, so we have to kind of schedule your visit on the time that, that I'm up there. There's always some, some family member on the farm, but I always like to be there to meet wedding vendors and whatnot. Come out and check out the place. Uh, I've got a lot of stuff going on uh, with, uh, with, of course, the far, the, both businesses are rolling restorations. You know, we 1849 farm, there's always something to be done. So we're continuing to add to our facilities. To, we have a 5,000 square foot indoor space now. Uh, plus uh, a smaller barn that can be used for cocktail hour or recept or uh, smaller receptions or ceremonies, and then three different outdoor ceremony spots. And really, the outdoor ceremony spots on a 300-acre farm are pretty much unlimited. But we have three 
areas that are dedicated to that. So we've got a little unique in as much as uh, a lot of farms and whatnot don't have, you know, the 5,000 square foot indoor space that you can move a reception in or put a reception in and not have to tent. Um, that's, that's a unique aspect with us. Uh, constantly doing improvements up there. And then of course, um, in the Coates Classic cars, uh, we've got, we've got, we brought a bunch of novelty cars online lately. We have weird requests, not just from weddings, but from film producers or TV producers, whatever. And I just brought on a, a, a Korean War era army Jeep. Uh, I just brought out the, the, the Jeep Wagoneer, the 1971 also that, uh, that we're redoing. Uh, I bought a, I've got a Godfather Lincoln, you know, just looks straight out of the Godfather part three. It's a 79 Lincoln Continental town car and it's perfect. Uh, I've got another Rolls Royce 56 white that's coming online. I have a 66 Imperial convertible, which is the Don Draper car, uh, from, uh, you know, from, from the TV show that's, that's coming online. So that's, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of moving parts. You can check out our uh, Facebook page, Coates Classic Cars. Usually Thursdays at 2 p.m. Central, we do a behind the scenes shop walk and show a little bit about, about what's going on there and, and what, it, what it takes to keep things going. But uh, it's a lot of fun both ways. And there's all, always changes, always stuff going on. There's always something to be done. So stay tuned because uh, in both businesses, we're constantly making improvements and adding new stuff. Yeah, well, I did want to add that I visited Oak Hill Farm a few months ago, and one of the things I uh, was particularly and gladly surprised about is that you have the mountain views up the hill, but you also have those indoor spaces. Right. So a lot of right. venues with mountain views don't have a cut like an inside covered pavilion. Right. They're open. It's you know it, it might be cold and windy. So the fact that you can get married up there, have your ceremony, beautiful mountain view backdrop, and then head down the hill and have your reception in one of those spaces is just is awesome. And I think it's a, it's a gem. And once people find out about it, you're going to be probably booked up more than you can handle. <laughs> we tried We've had to limit ourselves a little bit just because we do split time. And uh, even though, like I said, we have other family members involved with the farm, my brother and my dad, uh, I either, you know, Kirsten or I prefer to be there uh, for the, for, you know, a wedding. And sometimes it's hard to do, to do both businesses. Uh, but you know, we're, we're come see us and we'd love to, and thank you for those kind words. I mean, we, we didn't build all of that specifically to be a wedding venue. It just worked out that way. You know, it's, uh, by, by the hand of God, our topography is what it is and our views are what they are. And, uh, and, and then our, our buildings were put there, you know, years and years ago that it just happens to be that it works out as well as it does. So we really got blessed by that. And that's really what begat doing weddings there is like, you know, I look around as a wedding venue and think, you know, this would be perfect. Uh, and, I, and I thought that for years, but I just didn't have the time to, to, to vote to, uh, you know, trying to grow the car business. I didn't have time to really devote to, uh, to, to getting Oak Hill off the ground. But we kind of soft launched it about three years ago and have just made improvements as we've gone along. And we've, we've, had, we've been blessed to have some really beautiful events there, uh, which you can see some photos on the website of. Yeah. Uh, it's been... Uh, it's been a it's been a real a fun journey and a definite change of pace from just doing the getaway car stuff. It's nice to be involved with the wedding as a venue with the wedding in its entirety instead of just you know the, the displaying the car and then the ending where we are where we are in the car business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, James, thanks so much for joining me on Pistons and Prosecco. Really appreciate your time and uh, can't wait to do a wedding down at. Oak Hill Farm, and I hope I see you with um, the getaway cars at some point as well. Absolutely. We yeah. appreciate you, Bryce. Thanks for having me on.